Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started and into our guest, I want to go and thank our presenting sponsor, Optimum Nutrition Athletics. We all know that protein is the key to muscle and recovery, and Gold Standard's best-selling 100% whey protein provides 24 grams of protein that mixes easily using just a glass and spoon. Gold Standard 100% whey is made in their state-of-the-art facility. It's banned substance tested by Informed Choice. And in Optimum Nutrition Athletics Program, you can get different uh, items such as their Pro Gainer, which is their Mass Gainer, Protein Snacks, Crisp Bars, Wafers, and Cake Bites, and Almonds. And after dominating the sports and nutrition industry for over 30 years, newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings that same trust and quality that knows how to put convenient options for protein in the hands of athletes who desire to become bigger, stronger, and better at their sport. Down in the show notes here, I have Dave, Dave Harvey of Optimum Nutrition Athletics. Down there, you can find his email where you can email him on how you can get these products into your facility with your athletes. I highly suggest that you reach out to Dave Harvey and all of the, the team over Optimum Nutrition Athletics. They've got wonderful products. Like I said, they got the whey proteins. they got the ready-to-drinks. they got the uh, protein crisps. they got the snacks. I mean, it's awesome. Ready to go. Really easy stuff. Really easy way to help your athletes out. And so make sure you reach out to our sponsor, Optimum Nutrition Athletics. And now for our guest this week. Our guest this week is, it's an awesome episode, guys. Really excited. It is Justin Hamilton. He is the head football coach of Pleasant Hill High School. Uh, That's right over here in my area where I live at. Um, This is a really awesome episode because I wanted to have Coach Hamilton on here to discuss him being a head football coach just the importance of the weight room. And, you know, this is his first year. This last season was his first year uh, taking over the program, his first year as a head coach. And he kind of dives into talking about that, um, you know, obviously working through the pandemic and everything like that, and then just how he's trying to build the culture through the weight room. So I think this is a really awesome episode. I really enjoyed um, my talk with Coach Hamilton. Uh, very excited to see what they're going to be doing in the next couple of years with him um, at the head of it. Uh, like I said, I'll be going to some games, checking them out. Very excited. So thank you, Coach Hamilton, for being our guest this week. Thank you to all of our past guests. Thank you to all of our future guests that will be on here. And then just everybody that supports this podcast. Um, You know, 2021 is here. It's going to be an exciting year for everybody. So I hope you and your family members are safe. I hope that you guys are all doing well. Um, Everybody's healthy. This is an awesome time. I just kind of start, you know, start new with this year and start setting those goals and start creating good habits and everything, guys. So make sure you guys give it the five stars on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast at. Again, we are on YouTube. I've gotten a lot more videos up there for that if you want to watch it on there. But again, everybody, thank you so much for your support. I can't thank you guys enough. And everybody, stay strong. Hey, what's up, guys? We have the uh, Strength Talking Shop podcast here. Super excited to have uh, Justin Hamilton. Uh, he's the head football coach here of Pleasant Hill um, High School over in Pleasant Hill, Missouri. Uh, my new stomping ground. So excited to be able to connect with him and, and get some insight from him. So how are you this morning, Coach? Doing good. We just got done bringing some of our kids in the weight room this morning. So doing well. Man, that's awesome, man. So, so for people, you know, they're – they might not understand our area around here, but it's a very rural area, very uh, blue collar and stuff like that. So we get after it. We're, we're recording this on Christmas Eve. If kids are getting after it on Christmas Eve. I'd love to hear that, Coach. 
Yeah, um, that's you know that's one of the things my wife said to me is you're you're boating in the weight room on New Year's Eve and I, or Christmas Eve. I said, yeah. I said the kids said they wanted to come in, so I'll, I, as long as they want to. And you know that's been the big emphasis for me in the last year and since I got hired was how important the weight room is. So I think one way of showing how important it is is hey, if you want to come in, I'm going to open it for you. So. Um, can't complain about kids wanting to come in and get that work done. Yeah, no doubt, man. Absolutely. Go. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited. Like I said, we talked before the podcast. Super excited to see what the future holds with you guys. Obviously, this year was a uh, a different year, that's for sure. But uh, uh, why don't you go ahead and give the listeners just a little bit of your background, uh, kind of how you got into, you know, where you're at right now. Um, yeah, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of start just with football um, background. I went to Odessa High School, so, I mean, had the opportunity to play against Pleasant Hill, knew what the MRVC was like already, um, and then went and played four years at Central Methodist University in Fayette, which we talked about uh, pre-podcast here a little bit, um, and don't regret it for anything. I, you know, I, I, everybody asks me, how come you love football so much? And I tell them I believe it has a large part to do with what I have in my life right now met my wife because I played college football, I have my kids, met my best friend, have my job, all those things. Um, and I started my coaching career at uh, Belton High School, um, not too far away from here. Uh, and I, I'm a loyalist in terms of I'm not going to be somebody who likes to hop around a lot. So that's the only other place I've been before I came here. Um, I was there for 13 years. I started fresh out of college. Um, I spent the first two years as a running backs coach. Um, the next eight as the offensive line, and six of those as a special teams coordinator. And then my last three years there, I was the defensive coordinator uh, before I took this job this past year. And this is my first head coaching job. So, you know, you mentioned with kind of the weird year it's been, it it, it definitely was. And um, I, I guess I see this job as hopefully getting a little easier after experiencing what we had to experience this year. So um, that's kind of my background. You know, I worked for four different head coaches at Belton, and I feel like I learned I learned a little bit from each one of them and what to bring with me. And sometimes it's some things not um, to bring with me. But uh, their head coach right now, Todd Baum, does a really good job. He, um, he's a mentor to me big time. I, I look at him as a father figure and um, appreciate everything he's done for me to prepare me for this job. So, Absolutely, man. So one thing with Belton, I, I do know from you know, my experience, stuff like that, Belton was always a team that was always super physical and a team that you knew was going to kind of get after you. And I know that you guys had that culture set in the weight room too, as well. Cause I remember we would have those, um, I can't remember what the, like power, they called them powerlifting meets. And yeah. every time Belton would come, I mean, heavy hitters, they could lift weights, but oh, were they strong? They were fast. They were agile. So that was one thing that right off the bat, I was one kind of interested in on how you've kind of taken that over from Belton to now what you're doing over at Pleasant Hill. Um, it's it's been a little bit of a transition. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to talk to Eric Scherfenberg on here. Um, if you do get the chance, you need to reach out to him. Absolutely, um, the, the guy's phenomenal. Um, he's he's he doesn't even coach football. He's the strength and conditioning coordinator at Belton. He's actually our head girls volleyball coach and teaches weight classes. But the guy's phenomenal. Um, you know, as a the experiences I've had with him, and you know, one of the things you you had written down as a question on here, what's advice you would give other people? wanted to get a career similar to yours and you know you think you know everything you come out of college you play football you like yeah I, I can do this and you know nothing <laughs> nothing I mean yeah. all it takes is one year and you're like I don't know anything um and having been able to work with him for I mean the last 10 years um at Belton before I came here uh 
was awesome. And, you know, transitioning to here, they have a weight room guy. Um, his name's John Hamilton. He does a good job. So I've been able to bring some of our ideas and um, combine them with some of his. And I think it's just like any process, any job. It's a growing process, and everybody does things different ways. Um, and you just try to find what's best for your kids and how to make that work. So uh, we did some things. You know, this summer was different. Um, we, we were only actually able to get inside the weight room for three weeks, and then we got shut down for another couple after that. So we did some things in small groups out on our track, took weights outside out of the weight room. Obviously, weren't able to push around the type of weight we wanted to, but right. uh, manipulated some of those things a little bit. Um, and then football season hit, school hit, and then we finally kind of got into our off season the past three weeks a little bit. Um, it's kind of a test run because I don't know if you know what our schedule's like here, but we're on a hybrid schedule. We go from 7.30 to 11 and 12.30 to 4 with half the kids in the morning, half the kids in the evening. So we weren't starting football practices till 4.30. Um, wow. So we're doing our off season between the a.m. and p.m. session of school from that 11 to – we go to 11 to 12.05 um, time. But what we've been able to do is – because our weight room time has been limited in class because of the schedule to supplement what we're doing in the weight room. And um, a lot of that is due to what I've, I learned while I was at Belton. Um, you know, uh, and we were already on a block schedule there, so it was easier. Mm -hmm. I'd say the biggest change that we've brought, and you know you know what it is. There's other schools using, nobody around here really knew what it was, is we started using rack performance. Um, yep. You know, you talk about setting a tone and a culture in the weight room. That was the biggest issue I saw for the short time we were inside the weight room over the summer was there was no sense of urgency. It was, hey, let's get our weight changed. Let's kind of – there was no sense of urgency going in there. So um, that was the first thing. I, before I wanted to just wholesale and try to change a whole bunch of things, that was that first step to me was, hey, let's get that in there and change the way we approach the weight room um, and set that tone. I mean, our kids will tell you, when we lift after school, just the football players – I don't even let them in the weight room until they're ready. They're waiting at the door, waiting for me to get racks set up. And then when I blow the whistle, they're getting to their spots. So um, I don't know if that really answers your question or not. But um, like I said, my experiences from where I came from to, to here um, have been huge for me personally. Um, and I think we're going to see some effects of that here as well. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, I had a little of experience with rack performance back when I was working at Northwest – uh, we use them a lot. And, yeah, it's awesome. You kind of talked about that sense of urgency and stuff like that. That's one thing you got to be excited for. I mean, like we just talked about at the beginning. you got kids in on Christmas Eve that are wanting to yeah. get in the weight room. So there's already starting to kind of see that shift, a little bit of that culture of, like, the sense of urgency and, and stuff like that. And that's just something that's going to kind of take over time. You know, being a new head coach, you know, how have you kind of been able to help, you know, kind of dive a little bit there, but a little bit more of setting the tone on, not making too many changes here, but where it kind of needs to be necessary and like that. How do you kind of bend that line and everything and, and get in the culture where you want it to be, not just this year, but, you know, probably five years from now and stuff like that? Yeah, and, you know, we, we took big strides this past year. Um, I really believe that. You know, they went 0-10 the year before I got here. And, um, and I, I'm not here to talk about the previous years. I'm just going to say that. Um, and when we came in, you know, the, the kids were wanting – to work you know that they were wanting to get there they were ready to do something and you know you always hear people well, how do you make things fair to the kids with how busy they are during the summers and I go guys I said I think you'll realize most of the time kids want to do something that makes them better 
Um, and I think sometimes that's just an excuse for people to not do something. Um, yeah. And I, that was one of the things I said, I think you'll see our attendance. So our attendance was good over the summer. Um, and you know, the kids, when I got hired here in March, it was right. I got hired in March, schools got shut down a week later. So I didn't even get to meet with my kids in person until June, but we did some things over some Google meets and some different stuff like this. And, you know, one of the questions I asked them was, uh, what do we need to do that hasn't been done there? Um, what's the one thing you feel like needs to be changed the most? I was able to have some of those questions with them ahead of time. And, and you know, it, it was a lot of little things, just uh, we want things to be organized. We, um, we need to condition more, you know, all those. So it's, it was fun. It's good to hear that because I'm like, those are all things that to me are just normal to be done within a program anyway. Exactly. Uh, so I, it kind of gave me an idea of where I could push my limits to. And, you know, we, um, while we weren't able to push a lot of weight around in the weight room, we worked, I mean, we gutted our kids this summer at times. And I guess the biggest growth I saw, and I was talking to my assistant coaches after it, is when the summer gets here, you usually have, you start weights and have football camp that first week of June. Right. And, you know, camp is okay, but they've also just started working out and, well, this year, because of COVID and, you know, the, the health guidelines, we weren't able to have our camp until June 22nd, but we were able to work out before then. Our camp was awesome, and I think it has a large part to do with the fact that we worked out for three weeks and were in good enough shape before we had camp, as opposed to what you typically are, um, and felt like we had a really good first camp there um, because we were in shape. Um, so that's been, the, that's been the, the first thing with our kids is, and I've told them from day one, that they'll – always here for me the weight room is more important than anything we do um mm -hmm. x's and o's all that stuff the weight room and not just because of the strength because of the camaraderie it builds because of the toughness it's going to build um because of the buy-in that hey i've put in this work it, it means more to you um what happens during the season so um and we just getting the buy-in we had over the summer i'm like it's it's going to be okay um so you know, we, we went through the season. It was a weird off season for last year and um, went two and eight. Uh, not where we wanted to be, but it was incredible. I mean, after the first game, I had parents thanking me and we lost. And after that, we finished two and eight this season. I still had parents and I looked at my wife. I said, I have parents thanking me and we finished two and eight. Um, and the thing they always said is we are thankful for the fact that you brought back a family atmosphere to this program um, that they had felt like they'd lost, I guess, previously. And my answer to them always is I said, this is, this is nothing that's previously happened. So I said, to me, this is how you run a program. Right. Um, and so, I mean, moving that direction. So the two biggest things has been, let's get going this off season. And then, instead of playing for themselves individually, playing for one another. Um, and that's kind of the direction we're working with towards our, our off season here. Um, you talked about building that culture. One's our off season. Two is we're going to do some leadership training in this off season um, with some of our kids. Is that, I do feel like we lack there. I think we had some, but we're not where we need to be yet. There's still a lot of room for growth. So we're going to train our kids. And, you know, some people say, oh, I'm just going to do the captains. I'm going to train whoever wants to come. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't require it. And, you know, we got kids busy and this and that. But if you want to come, come. Um, 
And now there's certain kids I'll reach out to that say, hey, make sure you can try to be there. <laughs> but, um, but getting that leadership we need, um, getting the buy into the offseason, and you know, I, I'm doing a, a point system with our kids uh, that I know some schools do to where there's 161 points available between winter, spring, summer, offseason, camps, all those things. And they got to get 90% of them to be even eligible to be a captain. Um, and those people who reach 80 to 90% get things like choosing their jersey number first. And just it's, it's a commitment process to me um, and an accountability process. And I mean, if it's something small, but if you're not committed, why should you get to choose your jersey number first, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Little, little things like that. So just trying to get some little things like that. Like I said, it's, it's just, we're not there. We're not anywhere close, but we're, we're going to continue to, here's what we need to get done this year and then kind of set a plan for the next year. It's not a one-year thing. And that's, as a high school kid, that's the hardest thing to get kids to buy into, you know, especially the seniors this past year. I felt bad for them. And I told our football team after the last game, I hope none of you have to experience what these guys experienced ever again. Um, yeah. But it's also hard for those seniors when you say, guys, in two or three years, we're going to be good. And it's because of what you did this year. But when you look at the scoreboard and you just lost by 20, they don't see that. So getting kids to under, getting our kids to understand the process. Yeah, you just nailed on the head. Get them to understand that process. And you always hear about kids now. You hear kids nowadays, they don't want to work hard. They don't want to do this. They don't want to that. And you just nailed everything on the head on, like, all the good that these kids are doing. And the fact of they want direction, they yeah. want to come work. They oh, they want they and they want that. And then you as a coach, that's where you have that awesome power to help change lives. That's why I love coaching. I think it's so amazing is that you can lead them in that right direction where you hold them with that accountability you talked about with the point system. You know, you they'll eventually. You know, when you see a kid in a high school weight room, they start squatting better. They start benching better. Whatever it is they immediately start seeing that translate on the football field. Yeah. Okay, so they're going to see the fruits of their labors. So these kids are going to – that's going to impact them not only in high school, but it's going to go on to college, whether they go play on to the next level or not, and then when they become, you know, husbands and wives and stuff like that. So that's why I think it's so powerful that you talked about how you're implementing the tiny little parts on what these kids need over for the long term. It's not going to be a, you know uh, – right away kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I, I love that, man. I think that's where you're going to see a huge, like you said, two to three years, the fruits of the labor of everything that's going to be happening. And these, like I said, these kids want direction. Yep. Like they want to come in and work. I don't understand why people don't understand that, but I don't know if it's just because of our, you know, where we're at in that blue collar area, but these kids around here, they, they want to win. They want to be great, you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, they got to understand that, that, just, you know, there's kids who are happy with just starting, let's say, at Pleasant Hill High School or at Belton High School. When I was, they're happy with just, hey, I'm a starter. I'm not, that's not good enough. I mean, right. if you are if you are wanting to do things for those people around you, that's not good enough. Um, in, in, their, in their teammates' opinion and my opinion, um, just, just starting isn't good enough. What, what are you doing? We have so many kids that just expect to go out and win but not put in. And this is just society in general. They want that immediate satisfaction, but aren't willing to put in the work. I mean, and I think we're going to see some benefits in our program next year. I really do. I think, I mean, you know, 0 and 10, 2 and 8, one of the questions I asked our kids was this offseason when I had my individual meetings with them was, what do you think our goal should be next year, wins, losses? And 
I mean, I had kids say seven and three, eight and two, six and four, and all above 500. And, uh, and I, I told our kids, I said, I think they're spot on. I think that's something we can definitely obtain. You know, I had one kid, you told, we talked about understanding the process and he goes, state finals. I'm like, let's slow down for a second. <laughs> I said, think about where we're coming from and where we're going here. I said, I'm not saying we're not coaching to get there, but I said, let's take that next step. And then once we obtain that, we'll just see what kind of happens the rest of the year. So, um, and that's just that piece of, you know, that, they feel good about where we're at in the direction, but they need to understand just it's not going to happen right away like that. But we are excited about our um, seniors next year and our junior class next year. We have 25 kids in our junior class next year. So um, we, we're really excited moving forward. Well, and you just said it too. That's going to build confidence for the kids. You know, the two wins, you know, week by week, they're just going to build confidence and just get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And two, you talked about, you know, you, the importance of the weight room and everything. And, you know, that kid said state finals. I love that. That's so great. Cause you, I think all, you know, human beings, we think of like the end destination, right? Yeah. So like, for instance, I'm training for a powerlifting meet right now. And uh, I'm thinking about what my numbers are going to be in June for that meet. It's like, you need to like absorb the process, the journey, yeah. enjoy it while it is. You might make it to the state finals. You might not make it to the state finals, but man, Every single week, if you're present and you're right there with your with your teammates, good things will happen if you're right there. Instead of thinking so far ahead and everything like that, uh, yeah. and for people they don't understand too, the MRVC is not your cupcake conference. This oh, is not a cupcake man. area. This yeah. is a real. I mean, every team every year is is wonderful. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest difference. You know, going back to the weight room, I told our kids, I said. I think that in this conference, the biggest difference between us and some of the teams we played against is how much stronger than us they were this yep. year. Um, I mean, I, I look at Oak Grove. We lost two more two-point conversion with a, less than a minute left. We lost by one. Um, they scored a win for two, and I told our kids, I said, I think if we're stronger, I said, we physically hold up better late in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Odessa, we hung with them for – and they're, they're good. They're very well coached. Coach Thomas is a great football coach. Um, but I think the biggest area was – they out physicaled us, um, and it's clear as day on film. And when you they now I say us, Odessa did that to most teams they played against. Okay, right. but we need to make up some ground there because we we went score for score with them for a quarter and a half um, with a team that had, if their season doesn't get called because of COVID, they probably win the state championship. Wow. Again. Um, and then I mean we played Harrisonville and a game plan for them over the summer, and they ran a completely entirely different offense come the season and. I mean, once again, we, we were out physical up front. So, the, I mean, I talk about how important the weight room is. I mean, I can't overstate it enough for us because those are the teams we play. Um, that's what they do. That's who they are. That's what they were when I grew up and played in the MRVC. But that mentality, that toughness that gets built in the weight room is what we lacked this year. I really, really believe that. Um, so, moving forward, that's what I've told our kids is so we, we compete and we win some of those football games if – we're a little bit stronger. Well, uh, Jim Wendler says it best. He goes, my job is to make my average kids better than your average yeah. kids. And, you know, most high school kids are just average football players. But if my average kid's stronger than your kid, I'm probably going to win that battle every single week. So what's your guys' plan? You know, what does the weight room kind of look like for you guys? Um, like maybe a session, maybe how do you guys map it out throughout the year and everything like that? Well, once again, this year's been kind of different. Right. Um, 
So, and like I said, John Hamilton does a phenomenal job. Um, and so him and I have kind of worked together on some of this a little bit. And um, I brought in the rack. Um, but these are workout, workouts we're doing are a lot, a lot of what he's used in the past. Um, but right now, the most our kids get to work out in class is three days a week. So during football, when I couldn't really run an off-season program, they're, they're getting, they were getting three days. Um, we're, we, and they basically get 40 minutes in there in weights class. So we're kind of heavy on the supersets um, just to get as much done as we can in a short period of time. Um, I would have I mean, with some of our core lifts, I would like to be able to back away from that a little bit just to focus mm -hmm. on our core lifts. Um, but I mean, we're, we're, we do a progression. We started out with sets of 12, um, sets of 10. Now we're at sets of eight right now. And we'll, we'll be done with our second cycle here uh, probably towards the end of February or so. Um, and then that's where I'm going to start to ask this, hey, what do you think about doing this? Some of the ideas I'm bringing with me in terms of a pyramid workout and just some things to change up what we're doing a little bit. But on Mondays and Fridays, we'll do our heavy pull or squat days. So like this past Monday, or I guess Monday, the last week of school, we squatted, cleaned. And then we try to superset that a slow movement, for example, such a squat was some sort of fast movement. So we may do squat and superset that with box jumps. Um, and then same thing with cleans. And then on um, our Wednesdays, uh, that's more of our upper body day. So we'll do an incline or a bench press. And then whichever we don't do regular press, we'll dumbbell the other one. Okay. Um, and uh, John Hamilton, our weight room guy, is a real big guy on uh, supersetting a push with a pull. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll hit bench and then we'll superset that with dumbbell row um, sometimes. Um, and then what we call dumbbell heavy pants will superset with uh, our incline or our dumbbell press later on. And then Friday is more um, kind of, is to me, lower body squat cleans, those things, those athletic movements are the most important things we can be doing. Um, we'll hit snatch on a Friday um, and then either our squat or our clean again. And then what we're not, whatever we're not getting done in class, um, because our kids will have those workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or if they come in the other day, they only get the two workouts of Tuesday and Thursday. So with our off season, I'm, if they need an extra upper body day, I'm supplementing that with them between the AM and PM session. Um, I would really like for our kids to be squatting twice a week. So when that Friday rolls around, um, if they're not squatting in class, they're at least squatting between our AM and PM sessions with us. Uh, and then we're getting two days of speed and agility in per week right now. And so I told our kids I said you're coming in a lot outside of school time I said if it was a normal school year I said you'd be here twice if you have a weights class it would be for speed and agility but right now that's the situation we're in and the kids bought into it so um but that, that's just I mean it's had to change a little bit because of scheduling right. and time and those things but that that's kind of what we're doing right now I love it hitting the compound movements getting strong and getting fast man I mean it's gonna especially with these high school kids they're gonna soak all that up and it's just gonna you're going to see it manifest on the field and everything like that. It's just a slow – that's the cool thing when you see about these high school kids. They just – what it's crazy. You'll see one summer a kid's five foot five, yeah. a buck 40, and then he'll come back. He's five foot nine, 185, and just shredded out of his mind, and he's running over everybody in practice. You're like, man, what the heck happened? It's just, you know, it's high school kids. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's why I told our my AD – I mean, we 
we started doing some off-season stuff three weeks before Christmas break because our schedule's so messed up, and I wanted to be able to hit the ground running when we come back in January. So if I needed to tweak anything, I wanted to see what we were doing. And we got – that's why I told him, I said, we've had kids change physically in the last three weeks. I mean – That's awesome. We, we started a lot of sophomores this past year, um, and we have a sophomore offensive lineman who you can see in his shoulders and his chest. And, you know, we have a receiver who – had a hard time getting off press coverage, but he's a really good receiver for us last year. But when teams pressed him, and I mean, we've preached to him the weight room, you got to get stronger. It's going to help you get off that. And, I mean, I, I was watching him today, looking at his legs and his chest and those things while he's in there. And I mean, we have another sophomore. So we got some kids starting to change physically. And the, the thing that happens too is when they're not used to or doing what, I, what we have them doing right now, or they've never been held accountable to it, is they've never actually seen the change. And we have a kid who hadn't played football for a couple of years come out this year as a junior. And I told him this to his face um, about three weeks ago. I said, man, I said, at the beginning of this football season, I said, you were flawed. And he was. And he looks good right now. And, you know, he's a kid that I sit there and look at that had he not embraced the weight room, we'd probably never even get anything out of him his senior year. But I'm talking to our coaches right now about we got to find somewhere for this kid because of what he's done to his body physically. So – um, and that's just in a short period of time. I'm excited to see what happens in the spring. So, well, And this is why I wanted to have you on, because you just talk about the importance of the weight room. I think it's so critical, especially at the high school level, to have good, competent weightlifting and, and for high school athletes, especially for the sport of football with how physical it is. I think because you see those physical changes that you're talking about, a kid that his junior year maybe wasn't going to play, but now he's had six, seven, eight months of – good proper training and now you're looking at a kid that might be a impact player for you next season that helps you win some ball games i mean that's what you want at the end of the day so but coach you know we're going to kind of wind down here if people want to reach out to you how can they reach out to you um i mean i have a twitter account um and it's i haven't really changed it so it's at bhs am sandwich um uh and then i mean my pleasant hill email it's jm hamilton at pleasanthillschools.com um uh, for right now, that's how they can reach out to me. So, Perfect. Well, Coach, I appreciate you being on here and, and sharing a lot of great information. I know that uh, I'll be pulling for you for this next season as well. We'll have to go check out some games and stuff like that. And uh, super excited to see what the future holds for you guys. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, everybody, make sure you reach out to him. Stay strong. Look at that. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. Wasn't that an awesome episode? So thank you so much for our sponsor, Optimum Nutrition Athletics. Make sure you guys reach out to Dave Harvey of Optimum Nutrition Athletics on how you can get that into your facility. Again, his information is down in the show notes. Thank you to our guests this week. Thank you to everybody that supports the podcast. Make sure you give it that five stars on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast at. And everybody, stay strong.